0: That's hey. church pinks. Oh no, aye. Oh no, aye. My time coming, no oh it is, cause I done pray for it. I'm in a suit day and night, yeah, I done slay for it. I never knew that if I rap, I could get paid for it. State to state, different cities with the gang touring. He ain't a beast, if he played, I had to gang storm. It's on the love, of you my brother, we got the same story. Yeah, what you know about a kick though? You wasn't with me, I was running in that house, bro. Trying to get rid of-
1: Beautiful people, beautiful people, beautiful people. What's good with you, man? It's Friday. It's Friday. Welcome to the show. It's your boy Smith, man. Public comment again. We hear, man, trying to trying to trying to turn down the week. Long week, long week. Got somewhat of a long weekend with the upcoming Monday being a holiday. Let's not even discuss that. Um, but anyway, here we are. Here we are. Here the F. We are. What's good with you? Hope you masking up. Hope you staying safe. I uh, hope you making it again. To the show to listen in, to tune in. Um, again, for my supporters that's out there that's uh listening, I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing. If you do, if you haven't shared the show, feel free. I'm encouraging you to share the show with somebody you may think might get a kick out of some of the stuff that I say. Cause you know um it is what it is when I say what I say. Uh the basis of my show from the beginning has been positivity, motivated motivation, and education. And sometimes I think it gets lost when I start to say things that, oh, he's just sounding like an angry black man. But if you listen closely, you'll find the education in there, you'll find the motivation in there, and you will might find some positivity in there if you take and go with the education and motivation part, you'll say, oh, okay, there's now let's make a positive out of this. So that's the basis of the show. I'm going to continue to stay on that platform because I truly believe that's what's needed. Um, and so again, you know how I do, we, we do our sponsors, then we get into a quick topic. Right. And um, so far I'm liking that. I'm, I'm liking that vibe. I'm liking how it feels, you know, it's good, um, man. Um, I'm happy to be here to end the week with you. Um, at first, man, um, uh, uh, <laughs> we had really uh, two scenarios. We had a a school shooting in Texas, um, sending positive vibes to everyone affected by that. Uh, That's going to be long lasting trauma, uh, not for those uh, just uh, directly um, affected, but by those indirectly affected uh, students in different classrooms, faculty in different classrooms, uh, those helping. So uh, man, positive vibes to anybody. Associated with that unfortunate event, and we had another same scenario here in the state of California at McLemore's um, High in Oakland, and again, positive vibes to the people that's affected by that. Again, it's not going to be those, you know, direct, directly physically uh, affected, but it's going to be those that were involved, that those that were around, that was on school campus, that had loved ones at the school. So we got to do something about that. Um, We got to do something about that. And when I say we, I mean politicians, um, all politicians, because, you know, I I say this not to be spiteful or wishing bad will on anyone, but more often than not, nothing seems serious and nothing seems uh, uh, real until it hits home. So I don't want this to hit anyone's home. I would, I would hope that adults are proactive and do something about this instead of spending more and more and more and more and more taxpayers' money on building, building, building law enforcement. How about taking some of that tax money and reforming gun laws, um, addressing those gun laws, addressing anything evolved around guns and ammunition? That's let me get off that soapbox because I'll take to a hey, shout out to y'all um, involved in those and like I said, positive vibes. No one wants that, um, but here we are today. And so today, let's 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 end strong, okay? Let's end strong because with that, what I just touched on, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the school aspect, the academic aspect. But before we do that, you know, here we go. Let's get off into uh, our sponsors. Now, I don't necessarily have a sponsor today. Uh, a black owned business, however, I do have some numbers that I would like to share involving black owned businesses, and then we can start to see well, you already know they exist a the systemic racism when it comes to black folks owning anything maybe these numbers can shed a little bit of light when 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 smart smart as mr or mrs know it all starts to say stupid things uh. Uh, they you know, we're, we don't have a race problem everyone has their everyone has the same opportunity i have if that's not the oldest shit in the book we all have the same opportunities you just got to want to okay yeah anyway um so here's some really quick things on black owned businesses so as of just last year april 2020 april 2020 just last year right out of all the american oh, i hate saying that word Out of all the businesses owned in the United States, which totals 11,700,000-ish, let's just throw that out there, 11 million, almost 12 million, almost 12 million um, self-owned businesses, 637-ish thousand, 637-ish thousand are black-owned, okay? do the math, you're looking at about 5%. 5% of all the basically small uh, business owners, uh, 5% of them are black owned. That's nothing. That's nothing, okay? So when we talk about systemic racism and we talk about economic wealth inequality, we can start there. Now you say, okay, well, you guys need to, you 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 you, uh, you got the same opportunity. I got to start my own business. Okay, well then you, if you start to peel back some of those layers, right? So ninety ninety six percent, ninety six percent. That's basically all uh, of of those six hundred and thirty seven thousand black owned businesses were non employer businesses, meaning they didn't they don't they don't have employees. They're doing this on their own. So when you look at you're you're looking at people like real estate uh, independent contractors, things of this nature, right? We're we're not talking, uh, target supermarkets. We're not talking, uh, Walgreens, uh, pharmacies. We're talking, you know, mom and pop. This is, you know, this is what I have and this is my business. Okay. So although that's good, we're, we're not employing, we don't even have the wherewithal to employ our own people. And with that, when when we say "wherewithal," we talk about some of the obstacles that we are presented as black uh, business owners. We just have limited access to to startup capital, to money, finance, right? So we're looking. We might have to dip into our savings. We might have to borrow from family or friends, and you know that's that's a limited amount. That's that's not like having a a credit line of business or, or whatever the case is, right? So that's a problem, right? Then we look at who we're already behind so we don't have the, some of the necessary skills to run a business, okay? I mean, let's just be fair. I'm not saying we all don't. I'm, not, I'm just trying to throw some of the things out there that challenges us, right? And then again, some of the industries we operate in are lower revenue. So it's not like we have uh, a, a, a young black woman going to start up a oil refinery where that's lucrative money no we we have young black folks selling shirts and and owning barber or you know opening barber shops or salons or or uh, you know these things you know uh, clothing stores uh, things of this nature right where we're not really generating and impacting those those areas where we don't have enough uh, representation so that's, that's black owned business to me. Like, you, you know, when, when people say, oh, everybody has the same opportunity, we all don't have the same opportunities. Let's just be fair. I mean, that's such easy hanging fruit to say we all have the same um, opportunities and we all started at the same. No, 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 no. no. You know, um, I really quick. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, what's that, um, God is deadly catch, deadliest catch or something where they're, they're, they're. They're on ships and they're trying to catch crab or fish, or whatever they're trying to catch. You know, the, these fishermen, these captains of these boats, they're not black. They're not black. and But they tell these stories of how their father and their uncle and their grandparents were fishermen back in the 30s and the late 18th turn of the century. You know, they have longevity. They have tenure. They have experience. They was raised in this environment, in this industry. We don't have that because understand not too long ago in 1964, we just was given the opportunity to vote to participate, right? So, don't talk to me about that. We all had the same opportunities and the same beginning. So, that's my thing on Black Own. There are some numbers for you to crunch, do some more uh, investigation if you like, if you have the means. If not, I'll continue to throw some of this stuff out there. Um, on to some of our other sponsors, you know, me I'm on my book tip right now. Um, so uh i gotta give shots out to none other than the world renowned mr alex haley yes mr alex haley most uh notably known for roots the book which was turned into a tv series when i was a very young man i'll never forget my mother sitting me down watching um that series it came on monday night if i'm not mistaken and it came on for a series of monday nights. so we sat down and, and, and you know you've seen some things man you've seen some things which was very powerful, and probably never seen before on on on, on TV like that in front of an audience uh, so vast. Mr. Alex Haley, born in August of 1921, uh, his his physical body left us uh, February 10th of uh, 1992, uh, but his energy, his spirit, his gifts will always be here for us to utilize, to endure, to rejoice in, to learn from, to be educated. on. Um, um, quick about Mr. H- Mr. Haley. was f- So he did, you know, he did Roots, was uh, basically about his family ancestry, family saga, uh, the whole uh, Middle Passage here, enslaved, and the fight for freedom. He also wrote, and some of you probably already know this, but some young folks probably don't, he wrote, uh, his first book was uh, the autobiography on Malcolm X. Just, you know, over many interviews he had with Malcolm, wrote it into a book, you know, and, and it's phenomenal. Read the book. You just ain't got to watch the movie. Read the book, man. Learn some words, right? Um, the He was a petty officer. He was a petty officer in the Navy, was highly decorated um, officer with many medals, which I think is phenomenal. Uh, thank you for your service, sir. We appreciate you uh two things I thought were very interesting and should 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 be shared by younger folks you would say oh he just re- he wrote these old books about slavery and you know no man listen do was dude was like a pioneer right he did hey use this as a you could you could use this as a bet Alex Haley did the first interview for Playboy say it again Schmidt Alex Haley uh did the f- conducted the first interview for Playboy magazine, right? Hugh Hefner, that's right, Playboy, he was involved in it. Don't talk to me about nudity and sex. I'm I'm, I'm just talking about what he did and the ties of how this this world works and some of the things we won't put people necessarily to. All right, so yeah, he did it. And he did the screenplay for Superfly, what? Come on, man. Superfly, boy, he did the screenplay for that. Alex Haley, man. We appreciate you. We appreciate your gifts. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you for sharing with us because it's going It's going to linger. It's going to be a legacy of young folks to come and learn some of the things that you wrote about. And so we appreciate you giving you flowers every single day, sir. Right on. Next, last but not least, to round up our books and me on this author tip. I don't even, man, you know where I'm at right now. Uh, Gene Tumor. Gene Tumor. No, I know a lot of y'all don't know uh, Gene Toomer. Um y- I, and I have to be honest, I didn't know about Gene Tumor. Again, I'm pissed at my public school. They didn't teach me about Gene Tumor. But from my from my bromance, if you will, with Langston Hughes, and then that whole Renaissance Harlem Renaissance move with the jazz, you know, man to speakeasy, you know, Gene Tumor popped up. And um, his most his most I guess famous work, if you will, would be uh, a novel called Cain. Uh, which covers multifacets of of different characters in the book. Uh, it was world uh, uh, renowned when it came out, highly acclaimed, highly acclaimed for just the 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 symmetry and the the context, uh, the syntax, I should say, of the words Mr. Trumer put out. Born in December of 1894, uh, his, his physical body. Uh, left here uh, March of uh, 1967. A very fair-skinned man. Don't talk to me about overcoming some things. My man was very fair-skinned. His mama was uh, raped, uh, or his grandmama was raped by a white slave owner. So thus, very, very fair-skinned. His daddy married one of his original wives was uh, the most wealthiest uh, colored woman. That's the word they use, colored woman, of her time. Because her her rapist daddy uh left her the money. <laughs> slave owner left her the money. Come on, man. You can't make this up, man. This is real life shit. They don't tell us this. So the, 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 the slave owner raped her mama. So she he's the daughter, she's the daughter. Slave owner, I guess, felt bad. So I'm gonna leave all the cash to you. She becomes the richest uh black uh ex-slave there was. And then it was read the story, man. It's incredible. You can't believe it. You know, so he was very fair-skinned. He had a lot of problems with with uh, the word Negro, uh, but he he knew he was black. He just had a problem with being called Negro. Um, but uh, Mr. Gene Toomer, thank you uh, for, for your gifts of Cain. Of he had some other novels, uh, Problems of a Civilization. That's deep, Problems of a Civilization. Still kind of relevant today. Um, and then also The Flavor of a Man. The Flavor of a Man. Go check those out, man. Get, get caught up, get learned today on Gene Toomer and Alex Haley. Because uh, that's what we need. You know, we need to understand where we was, where we came from. You know, again, like I always say, Black folks didn't start at slavery. We did not start at slavery. We did not start at slavery. Okay. And before I get into the topic today, I just want to—I shared some things. Oh, hold on. You know how I do? You know how I do? All right. Yeah, we go to sponsors. Um, you know how I do? Um, I, I put something out because it just it, it, I don't even know why. I was just sitting there and it hit me. All we're taught is, uh, you know, European uh, explorers, these, these Vikings, these sailors, these navigators were out sailing the high seas looking for things to discover, right? Really? So you want me to believe, or you never taught me to even ponder that Native American indigenous folks who had been on this continent for many, many centuries and then Africans who had been on the continent of Africa and who had, you know, traversed uh, into uh, Southern Europe uh, in the Middle East, you're, you're trying to tell me that these people who created languages and societies of civilizations and civilizations and other inventions and medicines and, and things like that weren't in the maritime navigation? You're trying to tell me that Native Americans and Africans didn't transcend the globe in their ships looking for ex- explorations? I mean, let that shit, why aren't we taught that? Why aren't we taught that? Come on, talk to me about systemic racism. Talk to me about systemic racism. I'm gonna throw that in your face. Anyway, people, let's get so. Um, education, education. Um, th- this goes, this, this one's out to my dude who I just uh befriended on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I found him on Twitter. He posted something I thought was hilarious. It was something about um uh, smack a teacher or something. I was like, Oh, that's, you know, so, uh, Mr. Ancrum, Mr. Ancrum. And that's his, that's his, that's his tagline or his, uh, his, his handle on Twitter. Uh, Mr. Dot Ancrum, A-N-K-R-U-M. Mr. Ancrum, appreciate you, bro. My man is the superintendent of a charter school. Talk about me. What? He does that. He teaches too. He got a picture of him teaching, right? Uh, black men teach. Oh, and he got another picture up, a young bruh uh, teaching math. That's right. We do that. We do that. I love that so much. I was talking to a young man today and told him we got to do some things so we can get some more young people uh, in, these, in these classrooms that look like us to teach us, okay? Because just because I sit there, lean back with my hat to the side and my arms folded doesn't mean I'm not paying attention, doesn't mean I'm not engaged, doesn't mean I'm not comprehending. It means, man, that's just how I vibe right now. If you come from a cat, you wouldn't understand that. If you ain't never been around me, you wouldn't understand that. If you ain't take the time to talk to me, you wouldn't understand that. What you're going to do is send me to the principal's office because I'm not engaged. Man, come on. Anyway, we need some bros up in here with some sister girls, man. You know, understanding how we vibe, teach us. Everybody don't teach the same or learn the same way. All right? So with all of that said, education. We, you know, the understanding of education in our role in participating right you ask a young person hey what do you expect from school you'll be amazed at the answers you get you'll be amazed at the answers you get what they expect from school some don't even know what to expect others expect something totally different than what school is okay understanding the rules of engagement when it comes to come when it comes to being in the school environment okay and it's two for you, you got parents and you got students okay so but you ask a young folk what do you expect when you go to a party or a kickback, as they call it now? They're going to tell you what they're going to tell you verbatim what they expect when they, when they roll up into the kickback or to the party, or wherever they go to a concert or whatever. They're going to be, oh, we need, or I expect this to be the aspect, this to be the aspect. Okay. See, now this is where we got to change. We got to, we got to enlighten our young folks on what to expect. Okay. So here you go. So the beginning, here's the beginning. Parents, you have a responsibility. You have a responsibility for attendance. You're, you're responsible for your child getting to school. Now, I understand there are challenges there if there's only one parent, if there's two parents that work, if there's, you know, um, a, a lot of challenges, but you're still at the, at the end of the day responsible for your child's attendance. That goes into parenting, which I'm not gonna get into, but at some point in time, at a young age, adolescence, in that fourth, fifth, sixth grade, we gotta start, educating our kids on time management and accountability so they can learn how to get up and get ready to go to class in in the school morning they can't sleep in whenever they feel like and, oh I'm ready to get up and go to school now unfortunately that's just not how it works so we're setting our own folks up for failure so I think that we, we parents understand attendance and then teaching that or instilling that 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 aspect that component of time management and accountability parents you need to know what the curriculum is what what's the district's uh, teaching your school. Get up on the uh, credits. I didn't even know how many credits my children needed to graduate. In the state of California, you need 220, 220 credits to graduate. Okay. Get involved with the LCAP. Get involved with the LCAP and see where your role is in that because you do have a say. Don't think you don't have a say, parent. You have a say. But if you don't say nothing, then you don't have a say. <laughs> All right. So there's that. Um, so now with the credits, students don't earn credits in, in elementary, not even in middle school, okay? But here's the critical part. We got to understand from eighth grade to ninth grade. Now, if your district starts in the ninth grade or if your high school starts in the ninth grade, you got eighth graders coming from middle school going into high school environment where now credits are, 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 are part of the uh, the equation, okay? So they need to be aware of that. Parents, we need to make them aware of that. They need to understand how do you accumulate those credits? Is it just by attending? Is it by doing your work? Is it done by uh, homework or test or whatever? And this is as a parent and as a uh, student, we have to work together with the teacher to find out how are you judging or how are you scoring or grading this work? Is it 70% homework? Is it 70% test and quizzes? You know, understand these things so you can better prepare your your, your, your student on the expectations of where they need to be in that particular class. Because once again, you're in high school now. You don't have one class. You have multiple classes. So just because your first-period English teacher is giving 70% weight on this, your fourth-grade algebra teacher may be giving you a 50% graded weight on this. Thus, the, the the conundrum. All right, we need to know what is expected. Now we got seven, eight classes, different people, different um, teachers doing things differently. So you're saying, "Oh, well, this teacher did this, and we're good." I'm, I'm a, That's all, all my teachers are. No, everyone's different. So you got to understand that. Okay, there's a component uh, in California. Uh, I'm sure it's crossed uh, this this land as well uh, about this A A through G. This A through G component um, that is needed for you to graduate high school. And A through G is just it's like an approved course of of classes you have to take in order to graduate. Uh, history, social science, uh, English for four years. I'm sorry, that history was for two years. English for four years, math uh, for three years. Um, well, hold on one second. Uh, laboratory science for two years, foreign language for two years, uh, visual p- performing arts uh, for a year, and then a college prep course. Okay, so that's your A through G, right? Do we know that? I don't know. I didn't know that, right? But the cold part is this. The State of California Board of Education, in order to graduate, you need a 2.0. That's 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 a C, okay? Some students don't even know the the the, the translation from an A to uh, four credits, or I'm sorry, uh, is a 4.0, and then a D is you get one point, right? Some of our students don't even know that. So they don't even understand what a 2.0 is or a 2.8 or a 3.1, Okay. It's up to us to educate them on this. So the State of California Board of Education says, you need a 2.0 through, with this A through G, right? But now the UC system for colleges says you need a 3.0. When do, tell, when do you tell your students that? Now see here, now we're working parents, student, teacher, and a counselor. Counselors are a big problem. Because counselors really right now are only focused on those college-bound students. Those students with a 3.0 are better. They're not even wasting time on 2.0, which I think is a crime. That's not your job is to pick and choose who you're going to work with. You're a counselor to serve all of these students. Well, damn it, serve them. Show them, hey, my man, you're in the 10th grade. You got a 1.7. We need to bring that up. Now, here's your thing. You can you can graduate and be happy with a 2.0, or if you're looking to go to college, which I think just in case we should understand, you need a 3.0. Because Who I am at 15 is not who I am at 18. Who I am at 18 is not who I'm at 20. So you got to understand, you got an eighth grader coming in, the ninth grade, 13 to 14 years old. Yeah, they may not be interested in college at that time, but you can't judge them there. You have to work with them and witness them grow and see them in the 17 and the 18 and prepare them for that. Not just turn your back on them and say, oh, they got a 1.7. I'm cool with them. That's not how this works. You're a counselor. Fix that. As a parent, we need to stress to our counselors and our students, work together, understand where we're going, okay? So there's those numbers, California, 2.0. To get into the UC, 3.0. Really quick before we get up out of here, understand this crazy notion. That's what you need to graduate here in the state of California, okay? A 2.0, a 2.0. What, 2019 or 2018? The state of California, the state, the entire state of California, I don't say graduate, was pushing our students out at a rate of uh, 55 percent proficiency in math and English. That's every student across the board. Their average, their average of all the students that left that high school year had a 55 percent proficiency or understanding of English and math. That's failure. That's failure. I don't care where what industry you're in, what line of work you're in, that's a fail. 55% is a fail. I don't know any other job where you stay in business and your your results are 55%. Okay. Put that on. Um we're gonna go down to Solano County. Solano County is patting themselves on the back, breaking their arm, because they they meet the state average of 55%. Uh, of all their students that leave are proficient. And that's all they have. They have a 55% proficiency of understanding English and math. And they're happy with that. Now, let's narrow that demographic down and go to black and Latino males. Black and Latino males in Solano County were allowed to leave their high school year of school with less than 33% proficiency in math and English. 33% proficiency in math and English. But they still have a job. These districts, they're still getting money. We ain't even, We are not even setting these young men up to succeed. Let that sink in. So when you go back to what I was talking about earlier about those black-owned business and those numbers, understand that. Yeah, you might want to start a business, but you don't even know operating costs. You don't know overhead costs. You don't know uh, capital These are the things that cause us to stand these problems. So talk to me about systemic racism. There's your systemic racism right there when you're allowing kids to only have a proficiency of less than 33% of math and English. Parents, get involved. If you need help, hit me up. Students, get involved. If you need help, hit me up. Education, it starts right there if we're going to talk about addressing the systemic racism when it comes to black-owned businesses and us getting our economic uh, wealth and, and moving on up, getting a piece of the pot. Let's bake our own pie. Let's bring our own cake to our own table. For you, feel me? Folks, beautiful people, that's the show for today. I hope I inspired you. I hope I motivated you. I hope I educated you. Have a conversation with someone you don't know that doesn't look like you. You might learn something. Beautiful people, love someone else, love yourself, and grow better. <laughs>
0: These people do not understand I'm moving as fast as I can, sending my prayers to God. He's doing whatever he can. I'm way too deep in this field, but fuck it, I'm taking a chance. That boy thinking he is a beast, I'm knocking him off his dance. These people do not understand. I'm moving as fast as I can, sending my prayers to God. He's doing whatever he can. I'm way too deep in this field, but fuck it, I'm taking a chance. That boy thinking he is a beast, I'm knocking him off his dance. And we rolling that dope again. Ready to go spin again That bitch gon' do what she do But she know a young nigga that man
1: it